Hi guys, welcome to the Try New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Chanel. We'll be discussing topics and music videos to help others see life in a different way and to provide a map to the right frequency in your life. Now let's begin. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm super excited today. I have a guest with me. Her name is Lindsay Graves. And she owns Muses Rising. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here today. We're very excited to have you on. What I'd like to do to start out with is do an interview with you. And then we're going to go over the music video. Everyone really excited. We're going back to a fun song. Back May 2nd, 1987 with Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Someone. And we listened to it just a little bit ago, and it always gets me in the mood for great conversation, and it's so upbeat, so I'm excited to get started. So, Lindsay, first I wanted, if you would, tell me a little bit about your journey to finding self-love for yourself, and then we'll go into finding out a little bit more about your business. Okay, perfect. So, Originally, so, okay, back to how I grew up. I grew up in a Christian home and we were Pentecostal, but we were in church all the time. The thing about, and I have nothing against uh, Christianity or anything like that, but the thing about my upbringing was I was taught that God comes first, your husband, your children, everyone comes before you and you kind of like float somewhere in there or if at all. And, um, so that's kind of how I was living my life. You know, I was pretty much a servant to what everybody else wanted. And it wasn't until like nine years into my marriage where, you know, things weren't going very well. And I went to a therapist and she started telling me that I could choose myself. And this was something I had never heard of before. I I had no idea that like, this was foreign to me and um, I didn't know how to do it. I, I, it felt very selfish to me and, you know, almost like alien, alien like, and, um, but I started doing it. I started putting it into practice and I started choosing me and I started having no expectations um, on other people around me. And I, saw such a shift in myself and I saw such a shift in everybody around me that I was like, Oh, there must be something to this. So fast forward a little bit. I did end up my, my relationship was abusive and I did end up, you know, getting a divorce, but the one thing that I took away from my divorce is that through everything I was choosing myself And by choosing myself, I was teaching my children. I have two um, boys. I was teaching them to choose themselves. And I was literally rewriting a whole history of, you know, bad decisions and everything. So when I did that, um, again, another shift, and I just continued to choose myself and seeing all these different shifts in my life, it, I was like, there's something to this. There's, there's definitely something to this. And then during COVID, 
I kept getting this like ping. You have to share your story. You have to share your story. There's more people out there who need to hear your story. And, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing person, but being in front of a camera and being in front of, and just like sharing my story was terrifying to me. So I did muster up the courage to do it and people started reacting and and I was like, okay, wow, like the, my story is actually helping other people. And so then I started my Facebook group and women were drawn to me and my story. And I've just continued it ever since. And so what I do is I teach women how to choose themselves. I, I teach them how to, um, you know, through boundaries and um, self-love, like I really feel you know, once you choose yourself, literally it's like this ripple effect and like everything else kind of just falls into place after that. So that's kind of my journey on my, on my business and you know, what I do. Thanks for sharing. I really appreciate you going there and telling people, I'm sorry to hear about the divorce, but as you said, you can rewrite history and (laughs) people can learn from our experiences. I guess what's the best advice you can give women and men, because I know men out there that are going through divorce that have been in abusive situations. What's the best advice that you can give someone who's actively going through that process, especially with children? That's a great question. And honestly, it is to just know. So one thing that I do, I am a very big advocate of is writing yourself sticky notes. Mantras are great. And just continuing to tell yourself that you're on the right journey to continue to choose yourself and that you're worth it because I feel like that's, that's the one thing it's like, um, that guilt comes through, especially, and this is for women, men, everybody. Um, when you're going through a divorce, it's like, am I making the right decision? You know, am I being selfish? And it's like that guilt comes and it can kill you, (laughs) but knowing that you're worth it, you are enough. And just continuing to say that over and over to yourself, and that, you know, everything else is going to work itself out and like, you're doing the right thing. So Lindsay with the divorce, and I can't even imagine going through that. It's probably why I haven't been married yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that when the time comes that it, it doesn't end in divorce with the high rate, but wondering with children involved, the boundary setting, because especially if your children are younger and you've went through this, how do you still set time for yourself? So you can allow yourself to still breathe, live, and take care of your own self while still being able to maintain taking care of the children through the process. So one thing I do like to tell people, and this is an example that I use um, because we've all been on an airplane, is they tell you that before you can rescue your children, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. I also tell people this doesn't have to be an event. Like self-care is not an event. Self-care can be a minute to just sit by yourself and breathe. Breathing is so powerful. So just taking time for yourself, it doesn't need to look like so crazy where you're like, oh my God, I have no time. I have no time. It could literally just be, okay, I need to go take a shower for a second. I need to step back for a second. And your kids, your kids are soaking up everything you're doing. So just 
kind of remembering that you were an example to them and that they are watching you and just saying, okay, like my kids, when I was going through a divorce were, I think eight and four. And so they're, they're, they're very young now. They are almost 12 and eight, but what they know mommy is listening to podcasts. Mommy is like, I do things while I'm with them and they see this and you can also engage them in your own self-care and just show them different things like that so that they know, okay, mommy needs a couple of minutes. You guys can go play quietly for a little bit and mommy's going to go, um, go away. And like, I'm going to go and I like to sing. So I'll sing some songs to kind of like re revamp myself or just anything like that. Like it, that, and that's the thing about self-care is so many people think that it needs to be a production. Like it does not need to be a production. It really is as simple as, okay, I'm going to take two minutes to kind of step away um, and just like re revamp yourself for a second. So, I mean, that, is, that is the most important thing to know about self-care is it's not a production. It's, it's really, it can be very simple. And that's why even a mantra, say a little mantra to yourself. And I actually have on my phone, cause we all have phones right? and we all have alarms. So what I do is I have a mantra that is everything is working out perfect case scenario. And that plays five times a day. It's just, that is my meditation that like every time it goes, that's my self-care. So as simple as that, and that's literally two seconds. You guys can use that. That's beautiful. I love the example you gave on the airplane because they do, they stress up all the time and it isn't selfish to take a minute or two. You're not ignoring your children by doing that. If anything, you're going to be able to give back to them. I think tenfold by allowing that. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing your mantra. I have a mantra that I learned. Oh, geez. I'd say it was close to 15 years ago when I was doing counseling and it was infinite patience produces immediate results. And it's one that sticks with me to this day. Yep. If I'm ever anxious, I, I say that to myself and I'm like, that's right. And it gets me in the right headspace. So I love that you use that because it is so simple and so easy. Now, something that stood out to me, Lindsay, that you mentioned, and I think this would be so difficult and something I probably need to work on, but how does it feel not to have expectations on others at all? Okay. Yes. So I tell everybody this because this was almost like, it was like an aha moment and it, it shifted my perception on life because I was codependent. I, I wanted to control everything. And so like when we're going and we're, we are codependent the, we have these expectations on people because it's a, a, a matter of control. Like we're like, okay, we already know how the outcome's going to be. Like we play it in our head and we're just like, but when it doesn't happen, we freak out and we're just like, oh my God, like you didn't react the way I wanted you to. Like, it's almost like our body goes in overload and But if we go into the situation and we say, whatever will be, will be like, we're literally just going in and we're just having no expectations. So it's so powerful because the thing about control and the thing that we think we're doing when we are playing out this scenario, we think we're controlling it, but actually when we have no expectations, we're literally taking our control because we're saying whatever will be, will be, and I'm going to control my emotions. 
And that is the most powerful thing you can do is just to like walk through and just say, okay, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. And the universe is going to do whatever it will. And I mean, we can react how we want, but it's, it's more powerful to like walk into a situation and have no expectations. Thanks, Lindsay. I think it's great. You're going to probably get some different people reaching out from listening to the podcast because I'm learning things today. And I know growth is a big, big part of what the listeners that follow me are looking at. So I, I may even have to schedule a session with you. It's wonderful hearing your insight. Great. Thank you. When I was looking at your social platforms, I was wondering what exactly the seasonal nourishment retreat bundle was. Can you explain this in more detail for those that are listening in? Yeah. So I just started, I did my first retreat about, it was last month and this is mind, body, and soul. So that's another thing for self-love is um, self-love looks differently. So, you know, you have your, your mind, which is, you can do mantras, um, meditations, uh, yoga, which yoga also can be your body. And with this retreat, what we do is it's almost like a reset. So I do it seasonally because, you know, every season we change and different things happen for whatever. So you're going into this new season with a new mindset and refreshed. You're, you're super refreshed. And what we did for this one was we had like organic food, um, to like refresh our bodies, but we, we had these really like thought provoking exercises. One of the exercises, um, which is, it's a, it's a psychology exercise, but it's the box. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but you go through and you pretty much are like telling somebody, okay, like I want you to picture what your world would look like. And there's a box and what is that box made of? And you're like, you're, you're pretty much, it's almost like you're dreaming. You're making up a dream. You're making up like what this box would be, what your world would be. And each thing that you say is analyzed and it tells you about yourself and how you view the world and how you um, cope and all of these different things. So we do a little bit of that in, in the retreat so that, you know, people can get an insight on themselves because the most important thing about, you know, self-love is living authentically. So, so many people, I mean, all of us, we, you know, there's stigmas, there's societal programming. We all have gone through and we forget who we are as people. We forget that childlike sense when we were a little girl or boy, where we had no idea what society was, uh, we forget who that is. And so these retreats that we're going to be doing is getting back to that person, um, really getting back to that person and then loving that person, all of your flaws, all of your, like everything. And sometimes that can be hard because like we all have flaws, <laughs> but like loving that about yourself and really just being like, okay, I am amazing. It doesn't matter what is going through, like what, what part of me I'm amazing. So loving that completely and then going out into the world and like living on un unapologetically, just being like, okay, this is who I am. 
But I feel like once you have that ground of like knowing who you are, because so many people just don't, we forgot. And then you put relationships in the mix and like all of these different things like jobs and everything that we can lose ourselves because we're so we're all just trying to be loved. That's really what it is. Um, We're going through life and we're we're just trying to be loved and we're trying to fit a mold. But ultimately, the mold that we need to be fitting is ourselves. The inner child is one of the hardest things to find. I remember when my therapist a long time ago was telling me to find that inner child. And I was like, I don't talk to parts. There's not different parts of me. I couldn't conceptualize, you know, that until I could. And then I was like, wow, this is amazing. But, you know, my big part, and I'll share for those out there that are having difficult times, and maybe you'll share yours as well. Mine was getting behind the easel, doing my acrylic abstract art painting, listening, jamming out to music from the 1970s through the 1990s. Music is my jam. Clearly, that's why I do that on the podcast and talk about it too. But that was my way of finding my inner child. And when I want to go back there and release, that's what I do. And I don't care what anybody thinks of my art because it's mine. You know, it's me. It's what makes me happy. And the when I started posting and sharing my paintings, I thought people would be like, this is weird. This doesn't make sense. And actually I got the exact opposite. People were like, you did this. This is amazing. Who taught you? And I'm like, this was all internal. So that's what helped me for those out there that are having difficult times. Lindsay, what did you do? I guess what helps you get back to that inner child? For those of you guys out there who are like, how, how do I get back to my inner child? So what I like to tell people is what do you like to do when nobody's around? Like no one's around, like, what do you like to do? And also just thinking about like, if, you know, money wasn't an issue, if like kids weren't an issue, like, what do you like to do when um, nobody's around? And that's usually your childlike sense coming out. Like, I love to sing. I love to dance. I love art as well. So yeah, those, those are definitely things that, you know, when no one's around, I'm belting out songs and I'm like, I'm dancing and I'm doing all of these things where like, if somebody was seeing me, they'd probably be like, oh, you look a little crazy, but <laughs> yeah. You are crazy. Like- I, I laugh because I've got the mirror behind me, as you can see, and my dog and I, when I'm having a really fun day, I will literally start dancing with him in the mirror. And I don't care. It's fun. And that's what we need back in this world. I feel everything's so serious. And I actually, Lindsay, big thing I did was I cut out entirely the news, TV. And my life has been so much more relaxed. And self-care for me also is doing my podcast because this is not my permanent job, but also listening to others podcasts. Like when I'm taking a bath, I'll put Epsom salts in there. And just that 20 minutes of wind me down time is my self-care. So it doesn't have to, like you said, be a huge production. It could be, but I think that might cause a little bit of stress. So I just love the examples that you gave and truly feel like I'll have to Come take a look if you do virtual. And that's what I was going to ask. Is your retreats virtual or are they live? We are looking into doing virtual retreats because I, I do. Um, right now, like my first retreat was in Maryland. I'm, I'm located in Maryland. But the idea is to, to have retreats all over the U.S. And because I love to travel. That's another part of like my authentic code is like I love to travel. I'm a Sagittarius. So very free spirit. And that is 
like on, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to travel to people so that when my website comes up, I'm, I'm actually working on that, (laughs) but we're going to have different dates so you can know where it's going to be. And, you know, if it's on the East coast, the West coast, so that it's more accessible, maybe you can't go to all of them, but you can maybe book one of those. Um, but we are going to be trying to do some virtual ones. I do have my Facebook group where for that I have meet and greets once a month. And so that is another way to kind of, you know, be able to talk and we do during these meet and greets, it's no agenda. So if we've had people who are dealing with things and they can come in and, and, and talk because another part of self-love is community. It's, it's definitely community. You know, that's how we heal. We heal through community and just talk, talking it out. So that is in my group as well. So, and that is virtual. So we have people from New Zealand. We have people from London all over the world come to those things. I'm a part of the virtual group. We'll share that in the show notes. It's great, especially when you go on and go live. Now, I'm sure you get asked this question through any part of the process, especially with doing your coaching. What do you say to those that ask you specifically? How can I change the way I'm feeling right now? Absolutely. Literally, the first thing I tell people and this sounds so simple, but like it can be hard. And I've been in this space where it was hard for me, but what I tell people, one thing you can do right now is list five things that you love about yourself, five things that you love about yourself. And then you're going to, I do sticky notes. I love sticky notes. I have them on my mirror anywhere that you you can put them on the back of your phone, whatever it is that you look at all the time to be reminded, but five things that you love about yourself and then repeat them over and over again. And what you're doing is you're training your brain. You're building new synopsis in your brain. And it's so powerful because I use this, like, say I'm anxious. Um, I was going on a job interview the other day and I was my own hype woman. I was like nervous. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, I started repeating those things that I loved about myself. And of course I got the job because I'm over here like, I'm my hype woman and we need to be our own hype people. And so I know that this can be hard, especially if you're in like a, a low point in your life, like I've been there. And so one thing that I do tell people is if you have say like, you can only think of one thing that you love about yourself. That's perfect. One thing is okay. And just build on it every day. Another thing that you can do is ask a trusted friend. And I say trusted friend, because sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves about who we are asking for their opinion on ourselves. So ask a trusted friend what they love about you. And when we do that, it's almost like we're faking it until we make it until we see it for ourselves. Um, So, but that is like the most powerful thing that I can say that you can do right now is like five things that you love about yourself. Thanks for sharing that. Congrats on the job. Thank you. Yeah. Now you do tarot as well, correct? I do. Yes. I'm putting you on the spot. I was wondering if you have the cards available first. Yes. Let me awesome. Try. And then if you would draw a card for the collective listening and kind of explain what it means. Yes. I would love to do that. Perfect. Just shuffle these real quick. 
Ooh, actually this one just came, came out. So we're going to go with that one. That All means right, it's meant it's to be. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. This is, this is really good. Okay. So after the storm came out, I really love this because I do feel just as a collective, like so many people are in that storm and they can't see, but the great thing about storms that people don't realize is sometimes we need a storm to come through to clear out all the clutter and all of the chaos for us. So um, storms can actually be blessings. And after the storm is the calm, you know, so just keeping your eye on that and recognizing that, okay, I may not understand why I'm going through this storm right now. There's always a reason. There's always a reason. Like, I mean, I was in an abusive relationship. I didn't understand why I was going through that now. And now I'm using it as a story. Like we have no idea why we're going through that storm, what lesson that storm is going to teach us. But also sometimes we need that storm to kind of shake us up a little bit and kind of reset us. And so I think that this is a perfect card for everybody because I mean, COVID just happened. (laughs) Like we had a storm, we had an absolute storm and, you know, it shook up so many people and it made so many people realize so much, so many things about themselves. And, you know, I have talked to so many people who have changed their lives and just reset themselves. So, you know, um, whatever storm you're going through right now, just know it's storms always pass storms always pass through, take it as a lesson and know that you're going to come out stronger because of it. And there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. That's a beautiful card. If you would send me a photo of that card so I can put it in the show notes for everyone. And if anybody'd like to talk to you more about the card in detail, can they uh, reach out to set up a time with you? Yes, absolutely. I do um, card readings as well. Awesome. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't normally do this, but my fans trust me and I give readings and I do all that kind of stuff for others. I do not typically allow anyone to do anything for me. So what I'm going to ask is, do you want to do one card? draw one card for me. I get nervous because I don't normally allow others to do it, but I'm trusting in you. And so I'll make others trust in you as well more. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I would love that. I I feel so honored. (laughs) Hey, that's awesome. I'm excited. Like I said, I always get antsy because I'm like, hmm, what's going to come up? But that's a good thing because I'm going to put out in the universe. It's going to be positive. Right. It it is absolutely always going to be positive. That line. Now everyone can see it's not scary. You can do it. Right. So this is actually a really good card. I love this card. It's defend to the end, the worthwhile, you know, you, you do podcast and it's, you know, you're literally defend like, like, it's like your, your voice using your voice. And this is such a powerful, like, I'll send you the picture of this as well, but she's a warrior. And she's going through and she's, you know, speaking her mind and she's not backing down. And this is another thing that I feel like so many people are scared of. You're scared to shine. You're scared to voice your opinion. You don't know what people are going to think of it. And it's like, we need to share our story. We need to share our voice. We are all meant to be here for a reason. And we're all meant to, we all have a purpose 
you know, and to keep going and to not back down. Like you're a warrior. You are a warrior. You're a queen. So, you know, just going through and knowing that and that like you were put on this earth for a reason. You just lit up my day. Not that I wasn't already there. Super excited, but you did. And I really appreciate that. So everyone out there, her cards are spot on. And I'll tell you, Lindsay, what's even more wild is the last time I had someone do this for me legitimately would have been about 11 years ago. And it was a psychic and she traveled the whole world. And she literally said to me, when she, I had two of my roommates with me and she didn't say anything to either of them that was out of the, the ordinary. And then she gets to me and she's like, oh my goodness. And she grabbed my hands and she gave me these colorful flowers. But she said, you're going to go through some dark times, but there's going to be power. I see red rope around the neck. And she goes, there's going to be power in your voice. And little did I know that it would be coming about years later and that I would have these honed in skills that I had, but she goes, I've traveled the whole world and I've never seen anybody with such energy. So thank you for giving me again, that reassurance to continue to keep doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a firm believer that like everything happens for a reason. So like, you know, again, I'm so honored that you let me do this because, you know, being leaders, sometimes we need that push to say, okay, I mean, we, yes, we're leaders, but sometimes we get discouraged and we're like, is this making a difference? And it's like, sometimes you need that to be like, no, keep going. Please don't stop. Like you're doing the right thing. So, you know, I'm honored that I could give you that because like you are doing amazing work. Well, thank you. And it, I did finally release my first solo cast. It was my last episode. And I'll tell you that was a challenging One, just because it was something I'd never done before. And I'm like, do I continue doing the solo cast or am I only going to do these ones with guests? And so I know now that gave me that reassurance that I put out in the universe, should I continue doing? And I'm going to continue doing solo and co-host episodes. So again, thank you. So she will help everyone. Definitely check out the show notes. Take a look at everything she has to offer. And I did want to ask, because you've grown clearly a lot. You've went through a lot. You're in such a great space. Um, You're helping so many people. And it's just amazing to see. And the leadership that you're exuding and just the confidence is amazing. So I guess besides yourself, you know, who, who and what do you feel are some of the best resources that have helped you that may help others? So I do have a community of um, amazing, like my sister, I have a a best friend um, who, and community to me is so important to just kind of be able to talk things out and, you know, have those people who are on the same journey as you, or even maybe a little bit farther ahead than you that you can kind of call on and just be like, okay, like, let's kind of talk things out and see like what's going on. But also I, you know, I have my mantras. I do my meditations, everything I teach people I'm doing for myself. So like the five things I love about myself, I'm, I do that for myself. I, you know, I, I do breath work and I mean, I, I read, I read a lot. Like if you guys are in my group, I'm constantly giving like book recommendations <laughs> right now. I'm actually reading, um, what happened to you by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Perry, amazing book talks about trauma. We've all been through trauma. So highly recommend it. That's great. And for those out there that just made me think I might as well share this. I 
have a difficult time reading physical books. My brain's always right. working ahead or channeling an information. And it's like, whoa, the best way for myself, for those that are in that situation. And I never wanted to get into reading because I didn't think I could do it was I bought audible um, and I get my books and I listen to it while I'm walking my dog. And it literally has changed my life. I go through, I'm like one of the top readers on there. It gives me badges and notifications and all this because I go through so many books, but then I have nothing else to focus on, but what I'm hearing and I'm processing it as I'm walking. And so for those out there that may have a difficult time, try it out. I'll tell you, I remember everything that I'm hearing. I'm able to relay the stories and just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. So I, when I say reading, audible. (laughs) So like that is me reading. Cause like you said, I do it when I'm doing the dishes, walking the dog, like whatever it is. And like, I, I go, yes, (laughs) avid audible. (laughs) I was going to say between that and the podcast, I'm like always listening to something new, changing it up, but it's my fun time. I'll tell you, nothing gets me more excited. And people may think, wow, she's got like five different things she's listening to, but guess what? I can remember them all. They all excite me. It depends on the time of the day, how I'm feeling, what I want to listen to. It's just amazing. So highly suggest getting into Audible if you've not done so already out there. Now, I am going to have your links to the show notes. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you? I'm on Facebook as Lindsay Graves. Um, I also have my Facebook group, Muses Rising. I also am on Instagram as Lindsay underscore Graves one. So you can follow me on any of those. And I do receive private messages. So, you know, feel free to reach out or even like book a session with me. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm excited to see what comments people put with the podcast and have people that follow me connect with you. I'm so excited too. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're going to go into this music video, Lindsay. I am very excited about this. We're going back to May 2nd, 1987, puts me at the prime age of just before turning three. (laughs) And I I remember dancing to this music video. That tells you how far back I could go. When my parents were still married, my mom always worked out and she would have MTV on. And I can remember dancing and watching this music video a long time ago. So it was a really good memory for me. But Whitney Houston's I Wanna Dance With Somebody The first thing that I can say that stood out, and I don't know, I'm going to ask you next, is I noticed the black and white to color. And that was one of the biggest things that stood out for me. And I have so many reasons why it stood out, but I would like to hear your insight first on what your takeaways from the video were. So I, I, again, I love this song. I love Whitney Houston. I mean, I like to sing. So she's like my top list (laughs) of belts, belting out all the time. There's even a really good cover of this song that like I could I could share with you later. But that's interesting that you bring up to the the black and white to the color because I mean ultimately being a self-love coach, I feel like she's looking for love. She's looking for love. She wants someone to dance with, to to love her and stuff and ultimately I feel like, you know, she's looking for it in the wrong places. <laughs> but but, you know, that's also a societal thing, you know, go out to the clubs and that's where they think you're going to find love and everything. But being a self-love coach, like that is what stuck out to me is like, okay, it takes on a different meaning after you've done this work and you're just like, okay, you are, you're looking for somebody else to love you. Like 
but I don't, I would be interested to hear your takeaway on the the black and white to the color. Cause I don't, I don't exactly have an insight on that. Just a couple tidbits before I go into the black and white was I really felt that when there was the invisible bodies with just the feet that stood out majorly to me when she was dancing, that I almost feel she didn't care who it was at night. She was not wanting to deal with the darkness and it didn't matter who it was, what it was. When the night came was her hard time. And I think that's what a lot of people have a hard time with being alone. Absolutely. So that stood out the black and white to color. So majorly right away in the black and white, you'll see she was very covered up with her clothing. She had shorter hair, seemed very not herself. Like she didn't seem happy. She was looking at the outside world. And then when she was in color, she had the long curly hair, colorful outfits, the frilly, the fun. She really didn't care what anybody thought. And so it made me feel like she was living two different lives, which a lot of times people do. I'll even say in my own professional career, you know, I sat there for the longest time, would never have dreamed of starting my own try a new frequency business (laughs) because I'd worry what other people would have thought when, what does it matter? And I help so many people with both being in both of my business that I run and then in my profession that I can't ask for more. And I felt like she always was looking when she was in the black and white, like, I wish there was more. Everyone's looking up to me, but I'm just not fully happy. So that was my takeaway with the black and white to color. What do you think? For sure. I mean, also, it sounds like, you know, she wasn't being authentic. You know, we put on this, we put on this show almost. So we put on, like, we wear the right clothes. We like dress appropriately. And this is something that I recently found started doing too, where like, I was like, I am going to dress and be who I want to be. And then I will find the right person who's going to actually love me for me instead of, you know, me being like, oh my God, what is, what, who is, who, who do I want to attract? What kind of person do I want to attract? And then fitting that mold it's more like, because then when you get into the relationships, you aren't actually yourself. And then those relationships fail because they're like, whoa, who are you? Like, where did this person come from? And it's like, they don't actually know who you are. So it's like, go in with the long curly hair and the short dress and like, whatever it is, like the, the fiery personality that you have. And then you find the person who loves that person instead of being like, okay, I'm going to fit this mold over here. Oh, totally. I was nervous telling my boyfriend's so sweet. I love him to pieces, but literally, you know, telling him about being a psychic and, you know, about, do I tell him all about the, the woo woo right away? And uh, I did because I'm like, why not? Uh, he's going to, figure it out. It's something I'm passionate about. And he's so supportive. And I couldn't ask for more when it comes to that. So I just think it is finding the right people and being genuine to ourselves, where if I would have been nervous about it, it may have came across not the right way. But I owned who I was and what I am. And I'm proud of myself. And he is of me as well. So I think that speaks volumes. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, if that person doesn't love you for yourself, then they're not the right person. And so many times, like we're looking for love, like we just want to be loved. And like you said, she didn't care who it was. She just wanted to be loved. And it's like, well, you're not going to get the right person in that, in that scenario. So true. And then I don't know if you put any take behind this, but 
I got the, the key word that kept sticking out to me was vibration during the video and kind of us all having a beat to our own drum. And I don't know what significance, but I saw the different colors, you know, it just made me think about our life and it being a movie script, you'll see on there, it had like the old school um, scripts on there for, for movies. And that stood out to me. And then the Hotel Palace, uh, the Missile Blues uh, was where she was at. So I feel like they kept putting the script on basically to help us realize, which I didn't recognize, you know, until recent years, that we are in control of our own movie script of life. Yes, absolutely. So, and this goes back to like trauma. This goes back to like our programming, but this is definitely something that, you know, I don't think people realize is like, you are literally in control. You are the CEO, you write, you have the pen, like whatever you want to say, like you write your own story. And just because like you haven't been shown a different way of doing things, doesn't mean that you can't do it. So, you know, and that's so important because if I go to my, my family, like my parents were, they're married for 30 years. Um, you know, they don't have a good relationship and, you know, some would say that, you know, maybe they could, they could go separate ways, you know, but they stuck it out and that's the way that I was shown. So I'm the first of my generation to get divorced and, you know, I'm rewriting that story. I'm, I'm making it something completely different, even me by loving myself and, and doing all of that stuff. And I'm choosing different people that I want in my life because I'm choosing me and I'm knowing that I'm enough. And it's my life. Like you said, like, this is our movie. Like you, you're the star cast in your movie, like make it what you want. You have to. And I think we both point out there's different times that bad actors will come in. They may even come in not looking like bad actors in our movie script. But you notice how she was in the jail outfit at one point in time during the song and she pulls the string and she's like, bye bye. You can let people go at any point. Then you, yeah, when you realize they're a bad actor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, so I am in, I'm dating right now. And that is something that I've, um, one thing that I, I tell people, okay, so I believe in manifestations and I I wrote out a list of like what I thought I wanted in a partner. And so the thing that I've realized is, you know, people are going to come along and they're going to have some of the things on your list. But if you have an entire list, you deserve your entire list. And being able to say no to the people who aren't fitting that list is very powerful too. Like we don't have, that's the thing about loving ourselves too, is like, we know we're enough. We know we deserve what we asked for. So very, very important. And you can, you know, pull the chain down at any point and say, bye. (laughs) And that's always, you know, back in the day, that was the most difficult point for myself was pulling that chain when I saw the red flags. And I think everybody's been there. And you're right. It is powerful when you finally realize that this is not the right person. Don't waste your time. Our time is so limited here in this human experience. Don't waste your valuable time or you'll be sitting there 10 years from now. Why did I waste three years with this person? Why did I do this? Don't live your life like that. You have to live in the now. You can't focus on the past. I mean, you can, but it's not really a fun life to live. 
people are also, I don't know if you've noticed this, Lindsay, they'll focus so much on the future and planning so much ahead. And I, I challenge people with that. It's great. Yes, you should plan to at least have some finances, you know, available and things that you need to be taken care of. But who says what our reality is even going to be six months from now, 10 years from now? I mean, nobody could have prepared for COVID. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. And also just trusting our intuition. We know like these, these red flags, like we know if we really get in tune with our gut and our intuition, which I feel like so many times we brushed it off and we're just like, uh, I I'm feeling this way, but like, we don't even trust ourselves. And it's like, we really need to get in tune with ourselves and be like, okay, I'm feeling this way. And like, explore it. It might not, it might not be a red flag. You might, it might be a trigger or like whatever it is, but explore it and like, be honest with yourself and be like, okay, am I being with this person? Because I'm so scared to be alone and I'm willing to give up my happiness to be, to not be that. Or is this something we can talk about? And like, you know, but it, not being afraid to kind of just be like, okay, I like, this is what it is. And I deserve better. I love all you had to say there. And I don't know if you noticed, but clearly I'm going to notice with my abstract painting that there was a lot of graffiti in the background in different spots that she was at, whether it be painted graffiti. The one that stood out to me the most was when she was dancing and it was just paint because I love paint, but there's such significance in the creative mind. And I feel like this video was telling people you have got to use both sides of the brain without doing that. You're not going to fill, fulfill that life purpose or movie script fully. Mm-hmm. And we can live part of our lives in black and white and part in color. We can mix them together. I think we need a little bit of all sides to balance. That was kind of my big final take on it. What do you think with that? Absolutely. You know, I, a balance is so important like we can't just live like um there's also like the masculine and the feminine and so you know we go through life and a good balance between like um being more masculine and being more feminine is very important to kind of just live through life like you absolutely balance is so important we can't be all party and (laughs) no you know no work we have to be you know a good balance so. Wouldn't it be nice though, if we could live that way? <laughs> I mean, we could, right. It's, it's your, it's your story. If that's what you want to do, do it. But I don't know. <laughs> I agree. But I think Whitney Houston, I mean, she's a legend. She'll always be a legend and it's unfortunate what went on for her. I can't imagine the amount of music that she would have to this date and being able to just discuss her music video and her just makes me feel good. And I'm hoping on the other side of the veil that she's listening in and is happy that people are still proud of her and discussing her stories and what she was trying to relay in her experience. Absolutely. I mean, she is always going to be a legend and amazing. I mean, I, it's almost like I I feel her watching some of her other videos, you kind of feel her pain, you know, it's, like, I hope on the other side, she found exactly what we're talking about. Um, Cause I, you know, I don't think that your life ends when you leave. So, you know, she still has a chance and she still can do all those things. So. Well, I think that's one of the things she was trying to get the point across. I think she had a lot of life figured out or this existence that 
keeping that vibration going, I'm going to go back to that. That is what this existence is, is all but vibration. And that is really what I think she was trying to let people know. And I think she would be proud. Well, I know she'd be proud of hearing that uh, because I know being a medium, that's what carries past this existence is the vibration. So I really, really enjoyed you coming on today. I enjoyed learning about more about you, your business, and would love to have you join again at some point in time. I would definitely love that. I like this was amazing. I went in with no expectations and this has definitely been so much fun. Um, I would, I would love to come on again and, you know, talk to your audience and talk to you. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Like I said, I end up making so many friends doing uh, the podcast and then, you know, from a business perspective, it's great because we can touch people on all, you know, walks of life and all across the world. So that's the goal. And I, I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for sharing your story, for leading the pack. And I say pack and I see your cute little pooch there. Yes. Oh, so cute. His name's Jasper. You'll see him in a lot of my videos too, but he, yeah. (laughs) I'm a dog fan. So definitely excited about being able to see Jasper again. Anybody out there, I highly suggest checking Lindsay out. Her links will be again in the show notes. So will be the music video. And I'm looking forward to connecting with everyone next time. In the meantime, I will be sending out to all love and light until the next time. Stay well. If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show. Feel free to send me an email to trynewfrequency at gmail.com. I'm sending you all love and light until the next time.